Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. And we welcome into the studio, this guy is just a Canadian icon. I don't know how we were able to book him, but wow. Bobbo is here. Bob Martin joins us. Put the headphones on there, Bob. Come up to the microphone here. There we go. (laughs) Bob Martin works with the London Knights. He also is the head of security for Team Canada. He was at the World Juniors over the holidays. And uh, um, I was playing my favorite World Juniors drinking game. Do a shot every time you see Bobbo's head on TV. (laughs) Bobbo bingo. (laughs) And boy, was I drunk by the end of the first period. (laughs) You're not the only one. (laughs) Your head is... Well, you got you got a good size cranium on you, right, Bob? Not bad. Yeah. Not Are bad. you actively searching out the cameras, trying to get on on TV so the boys can see it, see you back home, or what? Well, the problem is every country's got a camera there. It's just hard to avoid uh, cameras. But yeah, did you catch me doing anything bad? Like uh, my it's like flexing a few times, or seemed sucking <laughs> like it put it on. <laughs> oh, hey, look, the body like this. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, what an experience, though. This isn't your first World Juniors tournament that you've been with the team. How many have you done now? I've done five, five straight years in a row. And what, what a life experience, every one of them. How did you get this gig? Well, again, back with the Knights, uh, started in uh, 2003. And, you know, you do different events, you meet different people. And I uh, did a Hockey Cannon event back in about 2005, the under-17s here, and... Uh, Went from there, got a phone call one day, said, hey, uh, would you be interested in helping out at the World Juniors in Toronto, Montreal? Of course, I said, I'd be honored to. And uh, a week later, I got a call saying, you're looking after Team Canada. So, Wow. What a, you know, what a, what a life experience. What kind of security issues do you deal with when it comes to uh, Team Canada? Well, just basically, I'm looking after the team itself. Uh, I reach out to local law enforcement from wherever we are, what town, what city, what province, what country, and um, probably two or three months prior to us leaving, I get things set up and or I've got contacts. And you ever have any scary uh, moments? Yeah, we have incidents? a few. We have a few, but uh, what countries have you been to? Oh boy, uh, Russia, uh, Denmark, Switzerland. Yeah, it must be it must be amazing being in Canada, feeling as comfortable as you could be. You go over to Russia; it's a little the rules are a little different over there. It must be a little more tense. Well, a quick quick, quick example: uh, Paris, France. We did the World Championships there. Uh, it was Paris and Cologne, so we did our our uh, our pool in, in Paris. So made some contacts uh, two to three months prior. And Inspector Clouseau, did you meet him? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. As soon as we arrived at the airport, I had a fella come up and asked, uh, "Who's who's Bobo?" Gentleman uh, approaches me. He goes, uh, "I'm I'm I'm Serge." He goes, "I've got a five-man tactical team, and we're going to live with you guys from the time you at the airport here till you fly out." So they were with us wow. for, for three weeks. Did that make you feel kind of nervous? The fact that they thought you needed a five-man tactical team with no, you at all times? It, it didn't. It made me feel really, really good. <laughs> like <laughs> they're legitimately full body armor, the the yeah. automatic guns, everything. Yeah, wow, was. man, it was. It was. I could show you some pictures later, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was phenomenal, and especially our French-speaking players on our team. Like I went up to Claude Giroux, I go, there you go, Claude. I go, these guys will know every spot in town, good, bad, or ugly. So, <laughs> yeah. So they look after our fellows. It was it was yeah. really really good. What place has surprised you the most in your travels? Um, when it comes Russia. to like hockey, the hockey fandom, and just the country. The hockey fandom is everywhere. It's 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 phenomenal. Every country they love their hockey that we went to uh, support their team, support the Canadians. Uh, we're well liked, believe it or not, around the world. And when it comes to hockey, and uh, 
as I say, every country you go into, they, I haven't had a bad experience yet where people treat us, uh, you know, in any bad way. Bob Martin's here. He's the head of uh, security for Team Canada. He was at the World Juniors, <coughs> and it was a bit of a, a disappointing tournament for, for our country this time around. Uh, first of all, you had... Uh, Alex Fermentin, a London Knights player, before we even got things going, he hurt himself. Were you there? Did you see it happen? Yeah, I did. And uh, it was it was a sad day in the Hockey Canada world. And do you know how he's doing? Have you been talking to him? Yeah, Alex was out uh, probably till around the 1st of February, um, a sprain in his knee type thing, and uh, he'll be back. And It's one of those better safe than, yeah, it is. than sorry things. Like, he's he's out skating still. and Yeah, he will, will be skating, yeah. Yeah. He's... And uh, then, of course, we we lost to Finland, which I can just imagine the energy in that building getting sucked out. Uh, a friend of mine is a pilot, and he was in the crowd. He said he was putting on his jacket when when the Finland team uh, scored that goal to tie it up with like 40 seconds left. What was going through your mind, Bob? Well, I was, I was kind of putting my jacket on, too, hoping that we'd be, <laughs> we'd be walking in there with a the, with the W and... Uh, that's the game of hockey, you know. You never say never, especially in junior hockey. Yeah, it's never over until the buzzer goes, and it proved, proved that for sure. What do you think of uh, Maxime Comtois? He's a young guy, captain. He was getting a lot of comments online from, you know, th- these guys are playing, they're representing our country, and then it's got to feel like a huge betrayal for uh, hockey fans in Canada to turn on you like that and start making terrible comments online after a loss. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sad. People stooped to, to being that low, uh, hide behind a phone to send messages out, and uh, just cowards, that's what I call them. Uh, to teenagers. Exactly, you know? yeah. exactly. And if they ever met uh, Max, just a great kid. And he probably kicked the crap out of them quite easily, but it's quite easy <laughs> to be anonymous <laughs> online and say something to a guy who's going to accomplish more and than he you was, ever will. And he was playing with a little bit of an injury, too. Yeah, he he was. was fighting through an injury to try and uh, win a medal for this country. And then these these cowards, as you say, come out of the woodwork after the loss thinking that they could have done better in some way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Max was pretty banged up for that tournament. Yeah, and, you know, as I said, every shift he went on gave her all, and just like every other kid in the team did. It, it sucks, too, because uh, what a lot of people don't realize when you work with the team head of security you get uh what the team gets so if they win a medal you actually would have been able to bring home a medal from vancouver bob again i'm very fortunate yeah it's i've been on some winning teams and uh they look after me like a king how many how many medals do you have uh, I, th- I think I got three fingers that are empty now. I'm, I'm <laughs> hands, you got uh, all the rings too. Next eh? level. <laughs> and do you uh, do you have a room? Do you display them, or do you kind of keep them tucked away no, in a I've box somewhere? The, I've got them in these uh, at the bank. At the bank, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Don't trust your son, Colin. He'd be wearing those things out to the bars, eh? Yeah, you met, you met him, man. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some text messages on this subject. I wouldn't put somebody else's dog as the lock screen on my phone. So unless it's blood-related, it's weird to have photos of other people's kids on your home screen. There you go, Def. Your your nephew is blood-related, but still. <laughs> Not sure I follow the logic of the dog one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dev's, uh, Dev's got a, a picture of his little nephew. How old is he? Is he one 18, and a half? 18 months. Yeah. Uh, Brooks. He's yes. got a picture of him as his lock screen on his cell phone, and I've pointed out that Dev seems to be really interested in in having a baby of his own. I live in a different city. Uh-huh. I don't 
take pictures she sends me and throw them up. This is your sister's I kid, don't, right? Yeah, I don't walk in telling people stories as if it's my... I think uh, the term baby crazy is maybe a bit of a... A, a push to another text message. Leave Peacock alone. Leave Peacock <laughs> alone. He's not hurting anybody. It's not necessarily normal, oh but I see no harm. He's a family man. That's from is Bernsey. This, is this not that normal? Because this reminds me now. I'm starting to get my friends sending me pics of their kids, like physical photos, and I've got a bunch of them hanging on my fridge. Is that weird? Or is it because it's in his pocket and he no, carries that, it around? Jim, you're fine on that one because those people are sending you pictures of their kids, and if they come over to your house and you don't have them displayed, they're going to take it personally. So uh, you have an excuse to have those pictures up on your fridge. Other people's kids. <laughs> Other people's kids. Your nephew. OPK. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Hey there. Hey, how's it going, Dad? Good. What do you think of Deb's lock screen? Well, you know, considering he is a, an emotional support peacock, he's got to have a muse somewhere. So <laughs> if he's using his nephew as a muse, it's all right. A little weird for me, but you know what? I'm a grandpa, and I don't have my kids on my phone. I've got my grandkids on my phone. So You sound like a young grandpa. Uh, I feel like a young grandpa. I just feel old, but, you know. How I'm old are you? I'm 57. 57? Okay, yeah. yeah. See, it just just when you say it out loud, instead of saying, you know, I have my grandkids on my phone, I have my nephew on my phone, Taz says, I have another person's child on my phone. It That's is. Way it's not your yeah, kid, But Dev. your grandkid isn't your child. That's another person's nah, child, too. That's the grandkids I get. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Good morning. What do you think? It's weird. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Hey, Taz. I think it's perfectly normal. Okay. There we go. I actually, when I was, um, like, uh, this was before technology, when I didn't have kids, because I think all of us guys are an uncle to somebody else's kid, right? Family isn't just blood. And I remember having pictures of other people's kids in my wallet. I was like that fun uncle guy to the kids because I didn't have nieces and nephews. This is the guy who's in your corner, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have his relatives' kids. He just has random kids that he's that he carrying in picture frames. <laughs> that he's carrying around pictures of. He <laughs> in his wallet <laughs> just just to feel loved. That guy, you are part of his group, there, Devin. Text message: Taz, don't be a butthead. Peacock, keep posting nephew photos. Nothing wrong with being a family man. I don't want you to feel like nobody agrees with you, Devin. Well, every, it seems like there's like every, every um, aside from Jim, every sort of support is like 90%, but then there's like a but. Well, it's kind of weird. It's kind of right. weird that it's just well, uh, that it's just a picture of your nephew as your lock. Screen. Top story for 8 o'clock is I've just changed my uh, lock. Oh, oh dude, no, don't give no. in. Don't be. I was uh, just having fun. I bet oh. you your nephew is crying right now and they can't figure out why. My new lock just screen started. is just a picture of me with a single tear running down my cheek. Text message: You guys are awful. <laughs> it's Peacock's nephew, not a random child in a park. You're making him sound like a creep. And Taz, I find it weird that you have no photos of your nieces or nephews. I have photos of them. I just don't have them as my lock screen. What happens if the uh, picture is of me as a small child? That's weird. It's narcissistic more than anything. <laughs> what if you just put a picture of Taz's child on your phone now? Another one? You guys are brothers? Yeah, I'm going to gonna post nothing but pictures of, uh, of Taz's kids. <laughs> All right, that's even weirder. <laughs> totally fine. Devin, 
keep your lock screen as your nephew. Ask yourself this question, Taz. What if it was Peacock in the picture with his nephew? Would that be normal to you? It shows love not only for your nephew, but for your sister. That's true. And it shows that Devin Peacock's a little baby crazy. Oh, boy. Look out, ladies. He's out there. He wants He wants to make a little something for his lock screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lost uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. He was the, uh, the guy with the microphone on WWF wrestling back when I was a kid. And, mm-hmm. of course, it transitioned into the WWE. And he had a, a real ability of keeping it together while well, some of the most wild characters on television would just record the most coked out rants I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, just <laughs> nonsense, illo- scatterbrain, it doesn't even make sense, and he would always keep a straight face. Absolutely. He was he a was, pro. He was the glue that kept everything together. He died over the holidays at age 76. One of those guys who, he looked like he was 76 30 years ago. You know what I mean? He, he kind of, <laughs> it's tough to tell how old Mean Gene was. Yeah, he hit an age and then he maintained. Right. Like what Devin Peacock's got going on. He, he maybe looked 40 earlier than he should have, but he's going to stay 40 for yeah, 30 years Devin now. could be 27. He could be 54. <laughs> We're not sure. Nobody knows. Um, but Mean Gene, they paid tribute to him last night, and who better to do it than one of his longtime friends, Hulk Hogan. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I know exactly what you're doing, brother. You're up there, and all the angels are singing Tutti Frutti on top of those big white clouds. I know that you're putting the greatest tag match together, brother. The tag match between the Macho Man, ooh yeah, Randy Savage, and the Ultimate Warrior versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Perfect. Also know that Andre the Giant is a special referee, brother. And I also know you're probably breaking up a fight between your close personal friends, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And you know something, Mean Gene? I heard those weights clanging and banging up there at the pearly gates. And brother, you don't have to get so slow up. You've only got a choice between Moolah and May Young, brother. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that real? It's really, really reminding me how many wrestlers are dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Superfly Snooker's there, too, and so's uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Pretty much all of them from the 80s. You outlived us all, except for me, the Hulkster. And then so, it- Mean Gene, I guess there's just one question Left to ask all the maniacs up there, brother. What you gonna do when me, G-O-Mania runs wild on you, brother? That may be the most beautiful eulogy I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Did he leg drop the casket on the way out? The Undertaker carried it out. <laughs> oh, that makes yeah. perfect sense. It was a beautiful ceremony. 
I thought for a second there he was going to say, and what you going to do when I join you up there in about six months? Because wrestlers do not have long lifespans, brother. Yeah. Who's left? Is Sergeant Slaughter alive? I haven't. I think he is. I forgot about Roddy... Rowdy, 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 yeah. Rowdy, yeah. Paul Bearer left us recently. Uh, Jim the Anvil Nineheart left us, I think, not even six months ago. Sergeant Slaughter's alive. He's 70 years old. Whew. There's one. Who Jerry else? Lawler, I think, is still around. Is Brutus, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is dead, right? Oh, hold on. No, he's alive. 61 years old. Wow. Yeah. Lives in Tampa, Florida. I mean, we shouldn't necessarily be surprised. It's, you know, the, we classically say that rock stars die young because it's a hard life on the road. These guys are doing that, but falling on concrete every night. <laughs> it's true. And getting hit in the head getting and not making that much to money. Painkillers, yeah. the steroids. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart's tough still trucking life. along. Bret Hart's around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little bit younger, but lost his brother yeah, Owen, Michaels, tragically. Still kicking. Yeah. I guess there is a few. Mm-hmm. From the 80s, though. The Undertaker's still there. He's uh, he's up there, isn't he? He's like 50. Oh, well, up there in, in wrestler terms. Well, Undertaker's been dead 10 times. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps coming back. Want to see you peacock, your peacock. Yeah, we're talking sports. NHL All-Star Game coming up, and another player saying... He doesn't feel like going. Yeah, Carey Price has decided to uh, skip the All-Star game later this month in San Jose. He would like uh, to rest and spend the time uh, at uh, back at home in, in Montreal just preparing for the uh, second half of the season. He is the second major star to say, you know what, I'm not going. Alex Ovechkin said last week he wasn't going to do this. Both players will be suspended one game. They don't get paid. They don't get paid for the the game they're suspended. So they get even more time off. In 2016, (laughs) Ovechkin also did this, and it was kind of a story that Sidney Crosby said he was going because typically he doesn't. He has been selected to the All-Star game eight times in his career. When you factor in all the different, you know, strikes they've had and everything, it's every year of his career. But he has only gone to the All-Star game four times. So this will be the fourth time he's gone to the All-Star game, which is insane when he, for like a decade, has been the NHL's best player. It's a disservice to the fans. You think about, uh, you know, there might be a Russian guy who's uh, spent uh, hundreds of dollars on All-Star tickets, assuming you got to think. Guy just won the Stanley Cup. Ovechkin's going to be there, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'd, I'd rather go back to Russia and hang out with my family." Like the the argument is made by people who say, "You know what? They deserve their time off." That you know they 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 promote the league in many different ways, and they work a lot throughout the year, which is true. But what's also true is because Wayne Gretzky was traded out to L.A. years ago. You have teams in Anaheim, in San Jose, in Arizona. Because these players have done the outreach in multiple different markets, the league has grown and expanded to the point where players now make more money than they were before. Like It's not a guarantee you always, like the salary cap always goes up and your share of revenues goes up. You get a good chunk of time off when the season's over. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's plenty of time to rest when when you're not playing hockey for a third of the year. Yeah, it's a, it, it does seem like it should be an obligation, but everybody kind of hates the All Star Game anyway. Like hockey fans seem to hate the game, so who is this for? Dan just sent us a text message says, "Hey Taz, Jim, and Devin, I want to know what NHL players take one third of the year off. I know NHL players, and they're almost as busy training in the summer months." I know NHL players too. 
And if you go into Gables and Grand Bend or <laughs> yeah. on a Barney's patio in the summertime, you will see that they work a lot harder during the season than they do in the summer. They don't work <laughs> almost as hard in the summertime. Sure, they got to condition themselves. They got to stay on top of their game. But the summer for those guys is way easier than the regular season. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's special cases and stuff, guys yeah. coming back from injury or trying to get to the next level or something like that. But in general, it's their light lifting time, for sure. When we say they have a third of the year off, they, they've got to stay in shape. This is what they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do. But they can spend time with their families. They can go to their giant mansions, mansions on the lake. They can uh, go out on their yachts. And if they've ever been invited to the All-Star Game, they're basically they can retire at 35 and be set for life. So they can take a third of their life off. Dan doesn't know what he's talking about. And none of those guys at Gables play more than eight minutes a game. That's BS. I could, I could rhyme off some names right now, but... I don't want to do that because I don't want to upset any friends of the show here. What about this, Taz? Taking a different angle. Wouldn't you be happy seeing your wife and kid for only one third of the year? I bet a lot of guys say yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you still have every other weekend? Like, we're talking about a weekend. Like they're they're like when people say they need the time off. Yeah, like it's, it's a weekend. And hey, also, hey, like if they're this? such hard workers. This is part of your job. How about this? Make twenty million dollars and retire at forty, and then you got the rest of your life to do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't. Deal. I don't feel sorry for these guys. And for the fans, this weekend, this game is for the fans. The amount of money they make. They should be going to the All-Star Weekend if they're selected. They should look at it as a great opportunity to bond with the people who make it possible for them to make that kind of money. Yeah, here we go. Where'd they hide it? With our contestant, Mark. Good morning, Mark. How's it going, dude? Good. You're a Gamma Palooza regular. You like to win the prizes. Will this be your first win of 2019? This will be the first of the year. Well, good luck. Cheers. You know the game. We yep. give you stories about people who hid things for one reason or another, and you guess where they hid it. You do it enough times, you're a winner. Now, the, the catch is there's a daily dumper. So one of the items was hidden in the, uh, in the back door region. If you think it's the daily dumper story, you got to yell out, daily dumper, before we give you the multiple choice options, okay? You'll hear that noise, and if you're correct, we'll give you a bonus prize, which this morning is a uh, limited uh, edition Devin Peacock caca t-shirt from our friends at Fresh Ink Apparel. Highly sought after, okay? All right. First story, some border security agents in Singapore busted a 45-year-old smuggler last week. He's now facing a year in jail for trying to smuggle four kittens into the country. Where'd they hide it? Did he hide the kittens in his socks, under his shirt, or down the front of his pants? I'm going to say his socks. You're going with socks and... No. Oh. No. 
Is that uh, four kittens in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> he had a meowing bulge down the front of his pants. Why go through all that hassle? You can get kitties anywhere. Can you? Well, apparently, they're they're rare in Singapore. Well, maybe, maybe they are, but I feel like they're in every country and every corner. If you're risking a cat fight that close to your genitals, then obviously <laughs> there's some sort of benefit into smuggling them into the country. All right, next one here. I'm glad that wasn't the Daily Dumper, by the way. Those poor kittens. <laughs> U.S. Customs officials arrested a traveler who was caught trying to smuggle 70 live small birds through JFK Airport. Where'd they hide it? Not going Daily Dumper on that <laughs> no, one either. No, leaving that one alone, too. Uh, were the 70 small birds inside hair rollers, you know, the old things that uh, oh, women yeah. used to curl their hair, hair rollers, were they inside an acoustic guitar, or were they baked into a cake? I'm gonna, oh, God. I'm going to hope it's uh, hair rollers. Hair rollers is right. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, that makes right. sense. They'd stick them in a little tube and get their yeah. arms pinned down. Yeah. Or their wings, I mean. So. Little individual uh, capsules for mm -hmm. each bird, but it didn't work out for them. So you got one there. Congratulations. Cheers. And you need this for the win. Forty-year-old. He's going Daily Dumper before he even hears this. Okay, story is a forty-year-old guy near Tampa named Wesley Scott was arrested last Friday on an outstanding warrant. When cops took him to jail, he claimed he didn't have any drugs or weapons on him. But when they searched him, they found three syringes. Oh my lord! Yeah, with hopefully a cork on the end. <laughs> Those things are sharp. Best part is he claimed. Those aren't mine. I don't know how they got in there. <laughs> Florida man told officers that syringes removed from his backside were, well, not his. It's a little tough to believe, but who knows? 40-year-old Wesley Scott was arrested Friday evening on an outstanding drug warrant. Once the Pinellas County Jail, Scott removed the syringes from his backside and was then charged for trying to introduce contraband. He was held on $5,000 bond. Where'd they hide it?